Ladies and gentlemen, we have some sad news to report. Uh, Spartan Dog 97, after stating that he wanted to, uh, quote unquote, kill the president of the United States, was apprehended by the FBI and unfortunately, in the process of being arrested, uh, fell backwards onto two bullets that lodged themselves into the back of his skull, killing him instantly. Now, a lot of people are saying that he was systematically murdered, but that's not true. That's not true. Because we all hate Joe Biden now because he pulled out of Afghanistan. Spartan Dog 97 legitimately fell backwards onto two bullets that lodged themselves in the back of his skull, killing him instantly. He fell with such force that it looked like gunshots, but it was in fact not gunshots. Okay. All right, RIP to Spartan Dog 97. I am his body double uh, that was hatched in Gitmo. I am Spartan Dog 97.12. Yeah, um, we're, we're going to welcome everyone to Bacon Wire with, I'm Lucas, and uh, my new co-host, Spartan Dog 97.12. Um, a little bit of a firmware upgrade, so we wanted to welcome him aboard. I am way more patriotic. <laughs> Uh, much i i love i love three things harry potter hamilton and michigan state athletics hell yeah uh so let's get <laughs> let's get right into it uh msu football folks we're recording on a friday night this is the first friday night recording i think since the dane fife interview yes sir and we are no one- that's not true uh you you once recorded a mailbag on a Friday night. Oh yeah, so everyone could get hammered. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, after my after I got shit faced in the first one. Um, yeah, I I uh I I'm implanted with all the memories of the original Spartan Dog ninety seven. Um, there wasn't a lot of brain left after he fell backwards on the two bullets that lodged themselves in his skull, killing him instantly. Um. That, but they were able to reconstruct some memories, and that's one thing I do carry over from the old Spartan Dog 97. There you go. You they they put like a 32 gig USB um, USB hard drive into you, and it's actually right above my asshole. It's <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, some, that's some clever engineering. Uh, yeah, you know it's hidden. No one's gonna check my asshole. Uh, because unlike the last Spartan Dog 97, I do not like getting pegged and I do not like getting my ass eaten. What a way to start the pot. <laughs> so no one's going to check. No, no one's going to check. It's perfect. I need a software update. Um, I'll finally know how it feels when a girl says wrong hole. I'll finally, oh I'll, I'll get it. Well, this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> uh we're we're a little we're a little late. I mean, uh, one point two or 0. 0.12 and I had a uh, thing in common tonight. We both went to Chick Fil A. Um, what what did you get? What did you get there? Uh, you know, my go to is is I always my go to order is a spicy chicken sandwich, no pickles. Yeah. Um, the meal with the large lemonade. And then I like to get myself some eight count. I like to do the eight count nuggets. Okay. I went, I went for two spicy sandwiches, no pickle. And uh, I don't eat fries anymore. Um, I miss their fries though. Holy shit. That, I miss their fries. But um, fries are great. I got that in a milkshake and that, that really hit the spot because how fucking hot it is. Um, you know, they may hate gay people, but they make a really good sandwich. They make a really good chicken sandwich. That that's all that matters. I'm I'm kidding. So, boy, we're really <laughs> we're really cranking cranking a good one out. Um, this is gonna Speaking be speaking big... of cranking a good one out, folks. <laughs> Do you see that Halsey album cover? We'll talk. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it later. Well, yeah, we're that's a little tease for for our deep discussion. Um, football is back. So tomorrow night, there's a little slate of games. Nothing too incredible. I mean, you got a Big Ten opener. You got you know, Nebraska. I'm 
I, just before we start talking about uh, Scott Frost's final game as the head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, <laughs> I'm I'm legitimately excited for UCLA Hawaii. Ooh, yeah. I think that's going to be a fun matchup that we're not going to like. We don't get to see normally, right? So I think I think having that is like the. It's like the premier week zero game. You know, it's not UCL, it's not LSU Wisconsin at Lambeau, mm-hmm. but it it's pretty fucking cool, you know, to see two West Coast teams on at a reasonable hour, as much as I love my Pac 12 after dark. Yeah. It's nice not to have to wait till like 1030 for them to kick off at like 1045. Ooh, that's gonna be a good game. Yeah, so. UCLA is a one book has nine and a half. They open at nine and a half point favorite. Most books have them now winning by about 17, 18 points. I don't see that. I mean, opening season games are always, there's something usually batshit crazy for games like this. I hope it's just a shootout because I'm really hoping UCLA, they play LSU in a couple weeks. I hope they beat them. Like, I want Chip Kelly to be good in college football again. And if this is a start, then I hope it happens. Um, the only see, other note – go ahead. See, go I, ahead. Liked, I liked UCLA at nine and a half, but I think, I think, the, I think the money's, like, overcorrecting a little bit. Right. And, you know, RIP and peace to Bacon Warriors Best Bets. But um, uh, we hardly knew ye. Um, and also, rest in peace to Spider Dog 97. Yes. Two um, prayers. Prayer emoji. Yeah, prayer emoji, prayer emoji. <laughs> um, he would have loved Donda. You know, I I Spartan Dog 97.12 might die before Donda comes out, but I think you we know, all might. <laughs> OG Spartan Dog 97 w- would have loved it. And like I think the I think I think betters are overcorrecting a little bit. At at 18 points, I really like Hawaii, you know. Um, if you're not a, um, if you're not a college football, if you're not a college football junkie, uh, like me or like our good friend, Matt Sheehan, um, you don't get to watch a lot of Hawaii games, but you know, I'm not saying that they're going to be like this year's like G5 Cinderella, but they're going to compete, you know, they're, they're building the program up uh, kind of the right way. I like what they're doing over there. And, you know, I think, I think they got a chance to catch UCLA sleep at the wheel a little bit. So I don't think they're going to win, but I think 18 is too, I, I think 18 is too much in college football. Um, I think 18 is too much in college football anyways yeah. sometime. I mean, like, I don't want to say that because MSU has gotten their fucking shit pushed in multiple times last season by more than 18 points. <laughs> but for a week zero game, um, after all this pandemic bullshit, I that 18 number is I don't know. That's beefy. It's it's too beefy. It's a little beefy. You know, I I think <sighs> I think the books over. I think the books played themselves a little bit. The, they're banking on people cashing in, or they're banking on people betting UCLA to cover and Hawaii either winning or just winning or losing by fourteen. Like that's what they're really hoping happens. And I mean, Chip Kelly's tenure at UCLA has been a disappointment. It, it has been, but I don't know what to think of that. That is a really that's just too. If it were nine and a half, I'd lay. I'd I'd put on UCLA for sure. Yeah, nine and a half. Nine and a half was like legitimately like like Vegas always gets like three opening lines right a week before the yeah. money moves moves it one way or the other. And nine and a half, I think, was a is a dead money number for that game. Yeah. But I don't I don't like touching 18 and or 17 and a half unless it's like you're playing a division one, you know, unless you're playing a team that you can just scrimmage against, basically. You know, like Michigan playing Appalachian State. You know, I think that's a pretty safe one to lay to lay 18. I, but, Luke, on. it, 
Lucas. Oh what? God. You're sitting down. For the listeners, Lucas I'm, is sitting down. I'm so sitting I'm down. I always sit down. I'm able to break this news. Um, Appalachian State beat the University of Michigan in 2007. Huh? Yeah. Um, really? I yeah. thought they were like a 34-point favorite. Uh, they were. <laughs> they actually didn't offer an official line on that game because uh, Appalachian State was an FCS team. Oh, that's right. But And Vegas doesn't offer lines, you know. Um, your ankle-breaking bookie might have had a number on the point spread, but, uh, you know, Vegas did it. Oh, that's, that's just too bad. You know, well, well, we're, you know, you got to pray for them. You know, they, they've had it tough. Um, uh, tots and tots and pears to uh, the, the University of Michigan. Um, so I, I think my favorite uh, trend in, in college sports now is, uh, you know, they, they sign these coaches with these incredibly high buyouts that make it almost impossible to fire them unless they're so publicly detested that a booster just offers to pay for it himself. Uh, per, like Gus, like Gus Malzahn at, at Auburn where three boosters have been trying to get rid of him for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they finally did. Yeah. And they finally got enough. They finally, they finally put enough money in the piggy, in the piggy bank to, <laughs> to pay his buyout and tell him to fuck off. Uh, my new favorite thing is schools would just be like, oh, we respect the integrity of the NCAA and we're going to look into these various, these very serious violations of COVID protocols and, and, you know, over, overtime practice violations. And, and, you know, we will hold uh, our coach accountable for, for violating NCAA rules because the NCAA is law. It's, it's fucking yeah. awesome. I love that. Uh, I, whatever. Like, I'm curious to see what team have has has any conference come out and said like, excuse me, any conference come out and said like they're gonna. I know the Big Ten has, but have any of the other conferences said like if you basically have a COVID outbreak in your team, you're forfeiting? I believe I believe the SEC has something like that. Shit. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if the other three Power Fives, uh. If the Big Ten has it, then the other two in the alliance must have it, because you know they're they're an alliance. There's no formal contracts or anything, but right, you know they looked each other in the eye. Yeah, they did do it. Okay, wow, I did not think the SEC would do that. Um, so the only other intriguing game that I want to talk about before we move on to other shit is Nebraska at Illinois, Scott Frost's final game in as the hometown kid. You know, a couple and years Brett ago, Bielema, Brett Bielema is going to make Michigan State pay for not hiring him. I'm so excited to see Burt back in, in the Big Ten. I, as soon as I saw he got hired by Illinois, I was like, I did the Jack Nicholson from uh, Anger Management gif where he's just shaking his head and smiling. Like, Burt's burst looking a little svelte these days. Yeah. You know, skinny's, skinny is relative, but compared to where he was, you know, at the end of his Arkansas tenure. And, yeah. you know, I don't think I don't think Arkansas being red as their primary color helps because I think you can attest to it, Lucas. I don't think there's a color you can look fatter in than the color red. No, it it's it's, the, it's kind of an analogy or kind of a comparison like that motherfucker. Chris Kringle <laughs> ruined it for all us chonky boys to wear red ever again. And he's seen every cock on the planet. He's seen every he what he's seen everybody naked. <laughs> His quote for a movie is two million. He gets that no matter how good or bad of a job he does. <laughs> Even if he does a bad job, he has to get that other two million. I'm looking at a picture of <laughs> in <laughs> Illinois. Holy shit! His team picture is hilarious. He looks like Baby Huey. He's got like <laughs> he's got the hair like kind of it's a comb over. Um, you know, he's not, he doesn't have as much hair on the top, lettuce on the top as he used to, which is too bad, but like, <laughs> it lo he looks like baby Hugh. I'm probably going to put that like no con, like I'm just going to tweet it from bacon wire just to, 
Um, that's what that's what we're doing now. We're doing uh, we're doing no context podcast tweets like uh, like LCB. I'm, I'm yeah. going to do that, um, which are which our good friend Chris Crestolani is going to be taking over Lucas. <laughs> well, Spartan Dog's good friend. Spartan Dog, of course, um, fell backwards onto two bullets that were lodged into the back of his skull. I, I have said that I'm happy for him. And it's an incredible opportunity that I'm not going to lie. I wish I got, I think a lot of us wish we had. So I would would love to be on the dozen playing those guys. Like I still think Jeff should get a team of you and I, and like another Redditor uh, just putting it. So Lucas, let me, let me ask you this, this going back to uh, going back to Nebraska and Scott Frost and all this. Yeah. So as far as I know, no books uh, lay odds for first coach fired in NCAA football. No. If they were, what do you think the number? What do you think the number would be for Scott Frost being the first coach fired? I mean, he's. So let, let's let's look at Big Ten. I mean. I would say, I'd say Coach Frost. If he loses this game, his seat is red hot. If not, if not fired, I don't think Michigan would go as far as to firing Harbaugh if they lose to Western in a week. They're not firing Harbaugh. Period. Harbaugh they, is they, gonna. There's gonna be a mutual parting of ways. We said this for a year now. I still think he will give the NFL another shot, but that's for another day. Um, I mean, I don't think Penn State's gonna fire James Franklin. I think if Penn State finished zero and eight last year, and they like lost the first game to start this year or started 0-2, then yes, I think they would have let I think they would let him go. But he bounced back from that. They just had a weird season. Um everyone had a weird season. So I think PJ Fleck is the second closest to the hot seat because he came in, he had that really good 2019 was the good year, I think. Sounds right. It was solid. Yeah, it, it was like a I think it was 10 and 2. Um I think he's close on the hot seat because he really hasn't rowed the boat in the direction that they thought they were getting with him. Well, I think like, I don't think you can say any coach is on the hot seat because of their, of their team's performance in 2020. No. I think as far as I'm concerned, um, we as a society, as a whole has decided to just throw the whole year away. Uh, you know, just kind of throw the whole man away, ladies, queens, slay, bitches. Um, uh, yes. Uh, yes. I think, yeah, I think like we, it, it's something America loves to do where like something bad happens to us and rather than like try to learn from it or analyze it any deeper and like try to like heal from like this massive collected psychic trauma uh, is is like we just throw it away and like try to invade something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, if if we had just dressed Fauci up in uh in a in like the US Army like grunt outfit and he did like a he did like a holiday he did like a Labor Day a Memorial Day like used car sales ad, where he's like, "I'm Big Fouch and I'm declaring war on COVID. <laughs> our vaccines have never been people. better and our prices have never been lower. We got Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, even AstraZeneca." You know what I find hilarious since we're on that topic, like how, you know, they were saying, you know, Trump was basically not going to do the vaccine and then he does. <laughs> and then he's going on his, uh, his, the, <laughs> the election was stolen world tour 2021. And like saying that you guys, the vaccines are safe. You should take them. And I love how Alex Jones just came out and was like, fuck Trump. <laughs> Got like they're just bro. eating themselves alive it's just so funny to booed. see he got fucking booed you know what at the beginning of the pandemic before we before <laughs> we even started the, before bacon wire even i had stated to you that the best path forward is to honestly 
Like, just let the boomers die. Yeah. And now I'm at the point where, like, it's been, like, nine months, right? Outside of a couple extenuating circumstances. Yeah. If you're sick of COVID, the hospitals should, like, get to deny you. I think like, I think a just, lot of them are. I you should so. go to a tent. They should throw you in a camp where you can concentrate on fuck. Wait. <laughs> That's like South Park when, uh, when Kyle's cousin is, is in town and Carter's <laughs> yeah. like, maybe he needs should, to go to a concentration camp. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I mean, I see these stories of people with like non-COVID conditions and they can't get a they can't get a hospital bed and they die. Like that's how did we oh because I did my used car salesman Dr. Fauci. <laughs> uh, so come on down to your local CVS. <laughs> they should have done that from the beginning. People yeah. would have been like, Oh, Fauci's the man. We're gonna go get that vaccine as soon as it's ready. Yeah. Uh um I based uh I based Dr. Fauci on the Metro Detroit listeners will appreciate this one. Uh, Big Bob, uh, used car salesman, Big Bob. Uh, (laughs) I'm vaguely familiar with him. So anyways, like Scott Frost has got to be like minus 10,000. You bet a dollar and you win a penny, something like that. Yeah. You bet a dollar and you get an attaboy. (laughs) So he came in. You know, they UCF pulled that whole we're the national champions shit and sure, whatever, claim a title. Who fucking cares? I really didn't care. Um, they were the Dan Levitard show national champions. Um, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny the way Alabama, like uh, who won the, who won the, it was Bama that year, right? It was either yeah, Bama yeah, or it was Clemson. Bama. Yeah. Cause that was the, uh, that was the Tua game, right? Shit that, yes, it was. Wait. Or was that, or was that Clemson's first championship with, uh, with uh, finger butt boy? Um, 2018, January 2018 was Bama. Okay, so it was Bama. That was the Tua game, right? That was Bama, the first Georgia. Tua game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, Scott Frost comes in like basically. It's how I imagine. Uh, Joel Osteen would get greeted if he went to like some backwater Baptist church in like buttfuck Kansas. <laughs> you know, a place that was built by like pioneers, uh, where like the walls are insulated with the bones of Native Americans that they slaughtered, uh, and <laughs> buffalo hides and shit like that. No air conditioning. And, you know, Joel Osteen pulls up in one of his 37 fucking McLaren project cars, uh, gets out in his fucking custom off whites. He paid Virgil Abloh to make him a pair of one of one uh, Jordan ones. And he just walks in the front door. That's how I met like Scott Frost coming to Nebraska is how I would imagine the congregation would act. And Lucas, by the way. I love the party and bullshit era of this podcast so far. Yeah, it's it's different and it it feels feels free. You know, we're yeah. just, we're, we're the have fun podcast. I said I had a USB drive next to my asshole. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't be... think you're going to hear Matt Sheehan say that on lockdown. <laughs> you're not going to hear that. You're not going to hear that on the only podcast. You're not going to hear Kirby say that. Uh, we have we have a, a brand, and I think we're sticking to it. Yeah, um, and the brand works much better when I'm just allowed to party and bullshit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, so uh, not- Scott Frost. Scott Frost walked into the best possible situation, and he had. How do you? I can't believe he managed to underwhelm at fucking Nebraska. Like, how do you man? Like, especially what he inherited to like they were ready to like give him a couple of years to turn this around. And uh, it's been a couple of years and that fan base is like, I think Nebraska needs to pump the brakes a little bit because when they came into the big 10, I remember sports illustrated ran a cover of like saying like the new King of the conference or some bullshit. And 
I remember Wisconsin played them in their conference opener and Brett Biel- Bert Bielma just fucking shit pumped them. And you, you know, know what? They I have need a theory. To the break. They need to ground themselves a little bit. They're not the Nebraska from 24 years ago. They're in new Nebraska. If they want to try to be big boy again, go to the Big 12. Leave the conference. I have a theory. Uh, my theory is that uh, Bo Pelini is um, an undead wizard. He's an undead Wiccan. And as he was getting fired uh, from, from Nebraska for going seven and five, he cast some demon Wiccan spell to make Nebraska, to curse Nebraska, basically. Yeah. If you try to grow anything on Nebraska's campus, it dies immediately. <laughs> I I love that audio of him. Oh, man, this might be from 2009 or 10, talking about the fans. He's like, fuck them. Fucking assholes. They can go fuck themselves. It was like some media member recording. It was supposed to be a private conversation. And he like they were like, so how? what do you think about how pissed the fans are at you? And he's like, they can go fuck themselves. I just love that shit, especially now. Like, they would kill to have Bo back. You know they would. There's a section of that fan base who is like, well, there's hey. a section of a certain other fan base who would like a different Bo back. Oh, oh, that was my plan all along, Lucas. I, I led you one way. I got you off track with the doc with the big Fouch COVID uh, used car salesman ad, and I'm. We're I got the I got the punchline in. We're moving on. Okay. On to Cincinnati, baby. We're let's moving talk on about, to topics. Let's so, talk about Spider-Man, bitches. Whew. Folks, we got a trailer that we've been waiting for 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 a long time. And I Monday night? Was it Monday night? Yeah. The only the yeah, only Monday difference night. between this trailer and Donda is that this trailer actually came out. Okay, has Donda come out yet? No. Okay. Not at this, not at this moment. This is going to age like milk because oh. like what? Lions pick six. I'm just watching the Lions. Oh, I thought Donda like literally just came. <laughs> yeah. Like, checking <laughs> was, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, like any, it has the, it has the baby on it. Is Donda ever going to come out or is it going to be too scared of getting the shit kicked out of it? Well, didn't, didn't he for coming out? Get it? Do you get what it's Because he's a homophobe? And yeah. coming out? You heard about this guy? You heard about the baby? Huh, folks? Like, and then he or like Mar- the did he bring Didn't he bring Marilyn Manson out? He did. Boy. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a it's one thing to have a uh, pretty much a proud homophobe. And you just go, you know what? You know what could really help this night? The if guy I bring who made pretty the much guy who... The Go guy ahead. who made uh, gender androgyny uh, mainstream for 15 years. <laughs> guy who spit on women on, on sets of his videos and like sexually assaulted multiple and raped multiple women. You know, that's probably a good way to go. Like, oh, Kanye, I was I saw that article. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, no, baby. What is you doing? Then the next uh, the next show is going to be at NRG Stadium in Houston. And the <laughs> special <laughs> That's he's, gonna perform... he's gonna perform live at S he's gonna do a live Donda set at SNL and bring out Horatio Sands. <laughs> did I miss something with him? Oh buddy, yes you did. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Keep talking. <laughs> but so like I really enjoy this Spider-Man trailer, and I have a yeah. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. Uh, We're just going to move on. Uh, Okay. Um, Yeah, we're moving on. I have a hot take. (laughs) Go ahead. I don't think Toby and Andrew are going to be in this movie. I think it's all misdirect. Uh, Why do you think that? I'm curious. I, I need to know this. I don't know, because it's the kind of bullshit Foggy would do. I mean, it's pretty clear Doctor Strange like is is actually like Mephisto. 
Like, I don't think like there's like a safer bet you okay. can make. Yeah, he 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 acted weird in the trailer. The only safer bet. The only safer bet than uh than Mephist than Doctor Strange actually being Mephisto in No Way Home is is Biden getting impeached over this Kabul bullshit. Uh, like there's no safer bet in the world uh, other than uh, Indiana under seven and a half wins, but we'll save that for next week. Yeah. Uh, Luke, I don't think I told you, I'm just going to announce it live on the air. Uh, the band's getting back together. Our, our, our large adult son, uh, Odell Bretham Jr. Is, is coming back one night only. Really? Yeah, we're going to preview the Northwestern game, Talks College Talk Week 1. It's going to be fun. Awesome. I'm excited. Um, so I have a really hard time believing that, or not believing that Toby and Andrew are in this movie. I've, I've looked at the set photos. Like I'm, a, I'm sorry. It would, have, it would have come out already. If they were in this movie, it would have been, there'd be, there'd be like 4K photos. Like Marvel's good at keeping shit on lockdown, but they're not that good. I'm sorry. Like, do you know how rare it is to see Toby Maguire out out anywhere? They they like saw him like going for a costume fitting, I think, a couple months ago. Are you sure that wasn't a poker game? Because it was probably a fucking <laughs> poker game. I do love that picture of him where he's just like screaming at the paparazzi in his uh, I think outside his car window. Um I don't know, man. I think we're going to be on the opposite sides of fence in this one. I'm, I'm going to believe that he's in this movie until like reviews come out and say he's not, they are not in this movie. Like, I think this movie serves a, a big purpose and it's to bring in obviously the sinister six of the MCU, which they're just going to shoehorn Sony characters into, which I think is pretty cool. Like, that's a pretty cool idea because, like, we all, I mean, I hope most of us love Doc Ock. Like, I loved Alfred Molina as Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, my journey rewatching all the Spider-Man movies, except The Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, begins, <laughs> begins tonight. I'm, I'm, as soon as we get off this podcast, I'm. You're going to watch Raimi? I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch SM1, baby. Oof. And that, and that bussy that Defoe has when he's, uh gliding down to, to shoot at spider-man i know there's no usb drive in that motherfucker <laughs> that is pure crack i love that picture i retweeted it last night where someone just blew up his ass cheeks and was like you're mine spider-man <laughs> blew up toby's cheeks <laughs> in, willem defoe in the green goblin willem defoe's body double excuse me in the, green, in the green goblin suit it, they had to have like Sam Raimi invented time travel just to pull Megan the Stallion back to 2000 and throw her in the Green Goblin suit. <laughs> if you heard on set, it would be like, "You're mine, Spider Man." Yeah, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Take this Goblin, pumpkin down. Shit. That shit. That shit. Hot shit. <laughs> I I mean, okay, so I'm wondering who the sixth. Because, I mean, we, we know there's Electro. It's it's given away in the trailer. We know there's Sandman. Again, given away in the trailer. This could all be misdirection, but I think it's going to be Electro, Sandman, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, and um, who the f- Lizard. Because he was basically seen in the trailer. You don't see him see him, but he is in the trailer. Someone, someone and I like this, uh, posed, <laughs> a, posed a 2-2-2 theory. Hmm. So it's Goblin and Ock, Electro and Lizard, Vulture and Mysterio. Because, yeah, the sand could be Mysterio again. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fucking Mysterio isn't dead. Like, that's an even safer bet <laughs> that they didn't act, that Mysterio is not actually dead. No, I, I can't think of a safer bet. 
there's no way he died. Like when I maybe that Boston, maybe that mid November game where Alabama plays like Jacksonville State or whatever, that's probably a sick. The money up like fifty six to nothing at halftime. Yeah, the money line on that game is probably safer. And then saving bitches about student attendance. <laughs> about a game the week about a game against an FCS opponent the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah, Why don't the students before, support us? A week before the Iron Bowl. Yeah. Um like I think I really do think Toby and and uh Garfield are in it because I mean Garfield the cat. Um sorry, no, I mean Andrew Garfield. Um no, Gar actually that's the big that's the post credit scene. Is- <laughs> Bill Murray Garfield shows up. Yeah, that's the post credit. That's the it's it's Bill Murray's Garfield and uh, Deadpool. Who are you? I'm John Arbuckle. Yeah, I want to talk to you about the Odie Initiative. And then Deadpool just shoots him in the skull and takes Garfield. I think this movie is going like because I think the plot is going to be like you know obviously Peter fucks with shit and opens up the multiverse. And I think the real Doctor Strange is going to appear, but I'm, I'm with you on Mephisto. Finally, we're going to get to see him after we thought Mephisto was going to be in WandaVision. Um, I think the real Doctor Strange is somehow going to be able to open the multiverse and snatch Maguire and Garfield to help Peter Holland, Holland or Tom Holland uh, fight the Sinister Six. Like it, I think it makes the most sense because like, how else are you going to beat those guys? And like, then, then the real Dr. Strange can come back, put them in the prison and then go deal with Mephisto and Wanda. Cause you know, that, that Marvel's not delaying this movie. I don't, I fully believe they will not delay this movie. Well, Marvel's not in control of distribution. It's it's Sony. Sony Sony will not delay this movie. And I think Marvel low key does not want them to, because it'll be an exclusive release on crackle. You'll have to watch 45 seconds of ads every 20 minutes. Oh I'd watch it. <laughs> or you could pay $2,000 and uh, and turn in your iPhone for a Sony Xperion uh, A520. I'll wait. Android 4.2 uh, loaded on it. You can't upgrade. I'll wait for the home release. <laughs> um, I think that's the way they're going to go is that Maguire and Garfield are going to show up to help him fight the Sinister Six and and get their way get their way back home, and um, then we're not going to see him again because I read that. Do you know what the song is going to be at um at the end of the movie? What? Uh, Who says you can't go home by Bon Jovi? Who says you can't go back? Oh my god! When I worked at Dunham's, that song played like every forty minutes <laughs> for like years. Or it's going to be a medley of that. I'm coming home by uh, by Diddy. Um, it should be Ozzy Osbourne's "Mama, I'm Coming Home." Home sweet home by Motley Crue. Eh, that would be bad. Um, oh, what's another one? Oh, home by uh, Philip Phillips. Yeah. It's just crazy emotional, like holy shit nostalgia they, movie. They and then all of a sudden you hear that guitar. Oh and you'd be like, what the fuck? They take they take the exact seed from the amazing Spider-Man 2. And instead of just Andrew, because that song's in the Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's the montage where like Peter like gives up being Spider-Man for like the eighth time. Oh yeah. And he like finds out his dad was like a spy. That movie's fucking stupid as fuck. It should have <laughs> been good. That's what bugs me about it. And it's just it's just that, but it's it's the exact same scene. But instead they just like Photoshop uh Toby and Tom into there. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like Back to the Future Two, where like <laughs> where like Back to the Future What is playing, and like Marty's just like a like behind a car, like <laughs> just peeking out. <laughs> oh my god, I totally forgot about Spider Man Two, the Green Goblin, Nina Han. Wouldn't that be awesome if that was the Green Goblin in the 
<laughs> no way home everyone thought it was to fun. It's, it's like that's 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 what would be hilarious is if Feige brought Defoe on set and and like did the voice just to fuck with people. And it's like Maguire and Garfield are really in the movie, but like it's Dave Dahan. You get Dane DeHaan's Green Goblin. And then you get like, or you could get the James Franco Hobgoblin, which would be funny too, because that one stunk. But like, oh my God. I have nothing I would, left. I have nothing left except for Spider-Man. I have nothing left. I would I would fall out of the chair if Dane DeHaan showed up. I'd laugh. I'd be like, okay, am I disappointed? Yes, but I'm going to get over it because this is fucking hilarious. Like he just brings out the... Sh- like we get Paul Giamatti, Giamatti's Rhino back. <laughs> we just get the two yeah. villains we didn't think we'd get. Um, it, it, instead of like the <laughs> lizard from the first Amazing Spider-Man, it's Dr. Connors from like the Raimi Spider-Man movies. <laughs> and he just like became lizard off screen after they teased it in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> did they tease it in Spider-Man 3? They did. Shit, I missed that. I got I got to rewatch that movie. I I'm one of the few people who doesn't hate Spider-Man three. I know it's I know that guy isn't William H Macy, but for whatever reason, I want to call him William H Macy. D- Dylan Dylan Baker. He was in Anchorman too. He was like uh, the guy who hired them to come. Oh to the, yes, you know. yeah, he was the guy. Well, he's the guy that Will Ferrell says uh, my favorite line in the whole fucking movie. No offense, but you are a stupid, stupid asshole. asshole. That movie's that movie's you know like going off the rails again. Uh, that movie, Anchorman Two, is like pound for pound as good as Anchorman One until Ron goes blind. I think the blind shit is funny just because it's like I think you are just it's literally Will Ferrell trying to make those guys laugh. Like it's just I it, I can see your point, but I think it's funny. He's like. I tried to masturbate, but I was just aggressively rubbing my shin. And I just, I love how they're like, how do you not know this stuff? He's like, I'm blind. Like I could just see that. I, I love I watched the bloopers for that scene. I just about pissed myself laughing. Like, I don't know. I like the, like the, uh, especially in like the rated R version, they released on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> like until the gay for a day song is the funniest is like almost as funny as any joke in Anchorman 1. <laughs> and to think like two years later that director won a fucking Oscar for best screenplay. That rules. It rules so hard. And he's like critic. he's like two-time Oscar nominated and all that shit. He's um, releasing a movie this year with Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Which Oh, and J-Law and a couple other people too. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, and in two years, in like a not even a decade earlier, he wrote the line, "Cats are chicken of the rail yard." <laughs> and then, and not in a, de- a little over a decade ago, he was Dirty Mike. Dirty Mike and the Boys. Mike and the Boys. Um. Uh, so before we go on to the album talk, have you have you seen the new rumors about Doctor Strange too? I have not. So that's what I was kind of saying earlier with Spider-Man No Way Home is like I've been reading the leaks because I don't know why I've been reading them and uh, folks, folks, I've been reading the leaks. They're pretty good leaks. I've been reading the leaks and they're pretty good. They're pretty good leaks. They're they're the best leaks you've ever seen. Have you seen these leaks? Have you heard about them? Have you seen these folks? Uh, so you were doing Leno. I was doing Trump. Wires got <laughs> crossed there a little bit. I'm supposed to be the party and bullshit guy now, Lucas. I fucking hate Leno, so I'm gonna. You're supposed to. You're supposed to keep me on track. (laughs) So Spider-Man No Way Home is supposed to introduce like the Sony uh, villains back into the MCU, or at least some of them, obviously. And then Doctor Strange too. There's this crazy rumor going around that. Like, I think we all kind of know Wanda is the main villain of the movie. Like, she's the person that Doctor Strange is going to be trying to fight slash save. And um, Wanda, a... fucks, Wanda fucks Mephisto and gives birth to Charles Xavier. <laughs> is, is Can that... you imagine if they put a scene of full penetration into a Marvel movie? We're going to show it. 
full yeah. penetration. Full penetration. We're gonna show it all, baby. You, you've seen that? Have you seen that, Sonny? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dennis, like, here's the twist. We show it. We show it. I don't think people are gonna be comfortable with seeing a penis go into a vagina. <laughs> we go back. You know, Wanda and Doctor Strange fight. Go back to Mephisto, full penetration. You know, go back to Wanda and Doctor Strange fighting, full penetration. And then the movie just sort of ends. <laughs> um, but there's a rumor that, like, there's going to be some crazy-ass fight between in the multiverse. And, like, Captain Carter is going to show up. Um, a couple other characters. And the big one, supposedly, is Professor X is showing up to help fight Wanda. Which one? I've heard it's Patrick Stewart, and I've also read that it's McAvoy. They don't know, but they have said Professor X shows up. It's leaning like it's Patrick Stewart. Well, like Marvel was like, hey, uh, we're casting for a bald British dude with a sly sense of humor named John. (laughs) If you're bald and British and can sit for extended periods of time, there's a character named John who is wise beyond his years and has a slight understated sense of humor that we think you would be perfect for. Not related to anyone. Not related to anyone. Like in caps, definitely original. Yeah. This is a new character. <laughs> definitely original. Don't it's look like at a, else. It's like the Chinese knockoff, like Jordan's. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> the dh gate stuff yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm trying to find that john news again i can't find it uh wait here we no fuck i'm just seeing it's bringing up all the john krasinski fantastic four shit um i gotta look at that again uh so i just thought that was interesting i kind of wanted to touch base with you on that because when i found that out i'm like oh shit like because they were saying the x-men are going to show up sooner rather than later and if it's a mix of old and new, I think that's kind of intriguing. Like, but I don't know if Patrick Stewart's really going to be game for doing, you know, three, four more movies. I don't give a shit what Patrick Stewart is game for. I really don't. <laughs> who do you, who would you, would you want McAvoy or Stewart? Or neither? You know who I would like to see play Professor X? Oh, uh, Kevin James. Yes. No, okay. uh, Rob Schneider. Actually, <laughs> um, I want Rob oh, Schneider. Here's my here's my X Men fan casting. Uh, Let's do it. Rob Schneider as Professor X. Uh, Kevin Rob James. Sch- Kevin James as Magneto. Uh, uh, David Spade as Wolverine. <laughs> um, He's short enough. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler as. Uh, as as Cyclops and Jean Grey, um, he's doing, <laughs> doing a Jack and Jill, Scott and Jean, uh, uh, Steve Buscemi as uh, Steve Buscemi as Nightcrawler. Uh, I, w- I, w- I would love that. <laughs> really happened. Uh, uh, Jennifer else? Jennifer uh, Drew Barrymore as Mystique. Uh, Jennifer Anderson as Maura McTaggart. Yes, uh, Jennifer Aniston is Maureen McTaggart. Uh, the, um, the uh, the lead character from Grandma's Boy. Oh, um, uh, what's that actor's name? He he's one of the he's one of the gay lawyers in uh, Big Daddy. Hold on, I'm looking at it real quick. Um, uh, Al- Alan Covert. Alan Covert. Alan Covert as as Sabretooth. <laughs> um, and then the uh. The guy who's cross-eyed and grown-ups. Uh, he was also in. Uh, he was also in Big Daddy. He was the other. He was one of the gay lawyers. Oh, shit! What's his name? I'm gonna look. Um, he wasn't the big lawyer. He was the one who was like kind of weirded out by him. Yes, he was the guy who was weirded out by the gay lawyers. Oh, his Alan name is... and What was the other gay lawyer's name? Hold on, I'm looking at it right now. Jonathan Laughran was the one who was weirded out by him. Okay, um, that guy. Peter Dante uh, is the other one. The other Peter Dante. One. Peter yeah. Dante as uh, I'm running out of X Men characters. Uh, just recast Ryan Reynolds with Peter Dante's Deadpool. 
hey, I'm Deadpool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh wait, who'd you who'd you cast uh, Jonathan Lofgren as the the cross eyed cross eyed guy? Oh, uh, I would cast him as Rogue. Uh, <laughs> I'm Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I take other people's powers. <laughs> who else? Um, who else is in the Sandler verse? I mean, there's so many fucking people now. Um, you could cast the wrong Missy from the wrong Missy as um, uh, Mike Grip one. I don't know. Lauren Lupkiss. Uh, Lauren Lupkiss. Uh, Lauren Lupkiss is Jubilee, but she's doing a, a racist Chinese caricature the whole time. Uh, she's like doing like the like the squinty eyes. Like, oh my yeah, god, I'm not doing the I'm not doing the voice because I don't want to get canceled, but. <laughs> I, I was watching at work. We were so bored near the end. We were watching old Saturday Night Live skits. Yeah. And uh, Mike Myers does a, the Japanese game show with Chris Farley. Have you seen that one? I have. It's Oh, it, boy. That wouldn't happen today. Yeah. No, that wouldn't. Um, um, and then uh, you have uh, Pete Davidson as, uh, as Toad. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> And then you have Julie Bowen as Storm in full blackface. That movie, I would drop everything. Three, four billion dollars, $40 billion for that movie. I mean, that movie would, I would, I would drop everything to watch that movie. And I'd like go to repeat viewings like over and over, like just out of being stunned. Um, yeah, I'd, I hope we find out more about the X-Men soon. We've been talking about it for like a year and nothing's come out. So who the fuck knows? But I think, I think Dr. Strange too, we're going to see some shit. Um, I think Disney's kind of ready to, to bring all these people in. Listen, I I'm going to see Shang-Chi on Thursday. Uh, Eternals is going to fuck. Uh, Eternals looks really fucking good. Shout out Chloe Zhao. Uh, Oscar winner. I hope she has one of the characters poop in a bucket in this movie. Yeah. She did for Nomadland. That really set the tone for me. And if if you're going to give me a preference of who I want to shit in a bucket, uh, <laughs> please make it Gemma Chan. <laughs> Chloe? They filmed, all, they filmed every female um, actress shitting in a bucket just to see what tested the most, tested the best. It's probably going to be Salma Hayek in that case, but Chloe, like, hit my DMs. <laughs> I want that bucket. Oh my god! Uh, so even if even if you cleaned it, even <laughs> if you cleaned it, I want the bucket. So we're going to talk music. One point one two. We're going to talk music. Um, new Halsey dropped this morning. Like, at, I don't know, midnight or whatever. Whenever I woke up. I'm just going to say when I woke up. Before was, Donda, baby. Yeah. We found out about a new Halsey album like a m- month and a half ago. And then, oh, wow, it's here and on time. So it's called... Uh, in, the I, words, in the words of our generation's greatest poets, uh, Smash Mouth, uh, what a concept. That's it. That's on my wall right here. What a concept. <laughs> yeah. In my laundry room. You know, Lucas, I could use a little fuel myself. And I think we could all use a little change. A little change. Yeah. You know, the years, the years stop coming and they don't stop coming. Yeah. You know, fed up, fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Right. Exactly. So this new Halsey album, I'm not the biggest Halsey fan, but like I've never listened to all of her albums, but like any song of that she's in, I don't mind at all. Like I've, She's one of those artists that I think makes a song better. And I don't say that very willingly. And um, this new album is called If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. And it's produced by my favorite artist of all time, Trent fucking Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. I am a Nine Inch Nails fanatic. To quote Office Space, I celebrate the entire catalog. And when uh, and when Spartan Dog 97, rest in peace, uh, linked this to me that they were collaborating on an album I was in already. I didn't need to hear anything. I heard a little snippet of, um, I forget what song I heard, but um, I heard a snippet um, and I was in. And 
I listened to it today at work and on the way to work and all that. And uh, folks, it's a banger. It fucking rules. This this song is fucking or this album is fucking awesome. Fuck yeah! It it's it's so fucking good. Uh, what was the song that they released a snippet of? I think it was. I don't know. I'm trying to look at it, but yeah, this 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 album is just amazing. Um, I it feels like Trent Nine Inch Nails has a series of instrumental albums called Ghosts One Through Five, and it's just basically kind of mood vibe music. Like, and some of it like hypes you up. Some of it kind of concentrate. Like I used it to study when it when I was in college. Um, and you know the first song, the tradition. It's basically like Trent wrote a little more of an amplified uh, ghost album of instrumentals and just said, Halsey, we're going to put your songs in and sing and sing over our music. But obviously they meshed well together. And I mean, it's pretty, you have like a mixture of like some industrial pop, um, a little bit of industrial metal. And you also have a, you also have like kind of punk. Like there, there's some song like you, I think it was, you asked for this. Yeah is is punk is very punk until the until the end you asked for this and uh easier than lying yeah easier than lying and uh was honey's a little punky yeah Yeah, dave roll does the drums on that one fucking awesome by the way fuck yeah fuck yeah um this album's fucking great and i was so happy to listen to it like right away the tradition and i'm just you know, I kind of listening. I'm in my car, like doing the Vince McMahon reactions. Like, oh, okay, I'm all. I was all in after that first song. Um, Darling, I wasn't the biggest fan of, but like, I get that it's a very, it's an album that has a lot of range to it. So it's not like I, I didn't skip any song on this. I listened to it front to back, and when Cassie and I went out to get groceries and shit, she listened to it too, and she cried at the end. Um, it, it, you know, it. As as someone who is quote unquote a, a stan of Halsey, this album is like is really interesting. And yeah. if you know if, if you really like this album, I would implore you to go back and listen to Badlands, her first album, because okay, it's yeah. very it's very nine inch nails influence, where it's like this power kind of aggressive industrial pop. Um, it's a little more um it's a little more saturated a little more sweet hmm. but you know that's just because like it didn't have the horse it because it's because halsey didn't have the clout she had to make the album she wanted and didn't have the horsepower of trent reznor and atticus ross behind it but no. like you can definitely like you can see like why this album turned out the way it did with the quality it did by going back and listening to Badlands. Yeah. I'll have to give that a shot now. The roots are there. And you know, this album came out um, at a really interesting time, you know, in her life. Like she was, she shot basically a, a, a film. Did you watch it? Like a short, she only released it in theaters and a theater around me wasn't showing it at times that were convenient for me. So I hope um, she puts it on VOD or, um, you know, she, she throws it up on YouTube or a streaming service or something. So I can watch it. Yeah. Um, You know, but like she was pregnant as fuck. (laughs) <laughs> I saw the behind the scenes pictures, you know, I, I retweeted earlier. Yeah. She's full blown pregnant. Yeah. And you know, she, uh, she, she lost, she lost a child. She miscarried before. Um, so, you know, and that was to G easy fucking piece of shit. Motherfucker. Fuck that guy. Uh, to Gerald easy. Yeah. Gerald easy. <laughs> fucking Gerald. Who the fuck is named Gerald and calls himself Jeezy? Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> douchebag. If you saw, if you saw, <laughs> if you saw Jeezy, I've seen him. No, like I'm just like this is like a hypothetical. Okay, like, I'm making fun of him. If you saw Jeezy, just like out in the world, like existing out in the world as like a human being, and you had no prior knowledge of him <laughs> at all. You had no idea. Like, let's pretend it's like the yesterday universe where like 
everyone wakes up and like they don't know who the Beatles are. But this <laughs> time it's G Easy, except G Easy and like G Easy still exists and is just like walking around being a normal dude. You could be like, you would go, I bet that guy's name, I bet that guy calls himself something really fucking stupid like G Easy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like, uh, he looks like Bobby Cannavale if Cannavale were just a complete douchebag. You know what? He looks like Bobby Cannavale uh, put through the Willy Wonka taffy stretcher. <laughs> like Violet Beauregard was. <laughs> uh, but what do you think of the cover, huh? Huh? Folks, boobs. <laughs> boobs are great. I love boobs. Uh, I like, I was on Facebook. Spartan Dog 97, uh, you know, was was it before he fell backwards onto two bullets? Um, was was it was an ass man? Uh, Spartan Dog ninety seven point one two is 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 a boobs guy, and that that was a nice boob, I, you know. Like, yeah, I just happened to like be on Facebook and saw you know, oh, uh, if I can't have love, I want powers coming out this weekend. I looked at the album, I'm like, is that is that what I think it is? Like I zoomed in on him, like that's a titty, the nipple, baby. Fuck yeah, um, uh, it was it's just great. It's a great fucking album. It's I'm gonna be listening to it quite a bit. Like, and I'll have to go check. I'm gonna. I think she's earned the right for me to go back through her entire discography. Yeah, I mean, if you, like, like hopeless Fount- fountain kingdom, uh, it's definitely, um, there are still some great songs on it, but. It's definitely a uh, it's definitely a bit of a sophomore slump. I will say that. I think even Halsey would be willing to admit that. I just I just loved how she posted that thing on Instagram about like her first album wanting to be like Nine Inch Nails, and then she like seven years later gets to work with Trent Reznor. Like that's fucking awesome for her. Like it's clearly someone that she's looked up to because yeah, Trent, I- Trent Reznor has gone through his load of shit in life and. Halsey's Halsey's gone through a lot. So I think that there was definitely just a connection right there, but like, I like what she said. I know we're, we're almost done, but like, I like what she said um, about like, they found a crack in me from, from far away and open it up or something. Like it seems like Trent and Atticus Ross kind of like challenged her to like <clears throat> or bold or like do something different. I don't know. Like, what do you think that kind of meant? Well, I think like, I think the coolest thing is like for like the first time that like I can remember like the like the like the uh like the nineties generation of artists, right? Like like the Trent Reznors, the the Travis Barkers, the the uh you know the Kanye's um artists of that kind of older generation are like and you know you're a bit older than me, so you could correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but like, not like you know, like a, I'm shitting on you, haha! You're so old. Uh, fuck you, combo, you ancient fuck. Uh, kind of way. In 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 like a in like a genuine curiosity way. Like like I don't think like like Paul McCartney has like collaborated with younger artists, but I don't think Paul McCartney was like out there like was out there like jumping on a nirvana feature or like right. you know producing a sound garden track like like travis barker like single-handedly brought back pop punk just by working with younger artists like machine gun kelly oh he's had willow a part, he's had a part of that yeah he he produced the whole album he he produced willow willow smith's album yeah. uh he single-handedly groomed Jaden Hostler, who like is like a TikTok guy, but he makes good music. I mean, it's it's you know, pop punk is a lot like pizza and sex. Even when it's bad, it's pretty good. I've I've been listening to more Blink One Eighty Two lately, so I'm just uh, yeah, thinking of pop punk again. Um, yeah, so like having so like having so you know these artists like collaborating with these people who who like admire them and who grew up admiring them. I think, I think it's really cool of them to do that because I think it unlocks, like it unlocks elements of, it unlocks elements within each other. Right. right? Like, like Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, like don't need help. 
like no. finding something new to do, <laughs> you know, no. like they like and they have nothing to prove either. Right. I mean, like they have multiple Oscars. So yeah, like Trent Reznor has a shitload or not shitload, but he has Grammys, Oscars, nothing to prove. And I would love to see him do like what you're I sorry, I'll let you go ahead. I'll let you go ahead. But no, I just think it's really cool that like these older artists, now that they're kind of now that you know a lot of them are transitioning kind of uh towards like the the end of their like peak their peak creative output and maybe kind of transitioning into, you know, like arena rock acts, right. Where, you know, if Travis Barker plays with Blink-182, which prayers for Mark Hoppus, please get better. Please get better, Mark. Please get Uh, better, man. Where if Blink-182 hits the road, you know, they're not going to be premiering new shit. They're going to be playing what's my age again and all the small things. I'm fine with that. So like, that's the kind of point they're at now so i think it's cool that like that travis barker and trent reznor and atticus ross are like shepherding like this younger generation of talent yeah i mean what if okay so here's a quick hypothetical if blink did come back to tour would tom DeLong be with them i heard he kind of went crazy didn't he i mean slash like like slash slash is touring with gnr like, sure. you know, I, you know, you never, you never rule anything out and Mark and Tom like have like, have like smooth things over. I think they have an obligation to the, I think like Mark and Travis, like feel like they have an obligation to the younger guy, but there's no reason why they both can't come. Right. Yeah. They could, they could do all of them and like, yeah, they could spread it out. I was just curious because I remember when Tom went batshit crazy with the whole UFO stuff. Which, uh, credit to Tom DeLong. He was kind of right. Like He was like 65% <laughs> right. <laughs> like, He's the I won meme. Yeah, seriously. Um, I mean, do you have anything else to add for tonight? Like, that was a pretty, pretty fun episode. It was pretty fun. Real loose. But next week, uh, we're putting our big boy pants on. Yep. Um, we have a serious analyst coming back into our lives. Um, no more movie wire, no more music wire. No, uh, we're bacon. Unless wire down is... to drops, but uh. yeah, bacon wire, bacon wire is back, baby. Yeah. Uh, l- l- yeah. Let's get into it. Yas queen. Yas queen. All okay. right. We're going to, we're out fellas and ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Spartan Dog 97.12, go green. Go white, go America.